0: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. Jenks, over the weekend, I was looking at the rules for this in-season NBA Cup. Yes. And it was about a three-page explainer on the rules and the format. And you lost me after, like, the first paragraph. Do you think casual NBA fans are going to scroll through all of these explainers saying a group from this cup, uh, this group will take the most wins out of this group and then advance to the knockout stage. Like yeah. maybe it's similar to the world cup. Like this is the only time I have heard this format or yeah. terminology, but what are we doing here? Why does it have to be so complicated?
0: I don't know. I don't need this. Here's the thing. Nobody was asking for this. Nobody. That's what it comes down to. I don't know the rules. Like there's five groups of four or five or six based on your likes and dislikes and your horoscopes. (laughs) And then if you win by eight points, those teams move on to the next round. And then Kendrick Perkins personally selects the people that move on to Las Vegas. And then when you go to Vegas, the court is definitely going to be at least teal or some rando color. And then the second cousins of BAM out of bio will referee the game. And then everyone stays at circus circus. And the first team to win by four in the fourth quarter wins the, like, it's like, it's so, and then you got to pick the winner of the Kentucky Derby at the end. Like, I don't know. It's all over the place. I have no idea what these rules are and I don't care But here's the thing. The season just started. That's what I don't get to. The NBA season just got underway. Like I'm just now, looking at teams that are off to hot starts, who's playing well, who's not. And, like, you're already, like, having this in-season tournament. I I just, I don't like it at all.
1: Yeah, you're competing with football, and this is the nonsense that you choose to do. I think bottom line, they are trying to, uh, at the heart of the issue is they're trying to make teams not rest players. Like, isn't that the issue that the NBA is facing? Is that load management has become rampant in the NBA? And maybe... This is Adam Silver's way to try and, you know, curtail that just a little bit. But do the rules have to be so complicated? I think that is my beef with this tournament. Because when I first saw it, I was like, Mm -hmm. okay, you know, you do like a March Madness style tournament for like a week of the season. You know, nobody's going to be that mad about it. And it would probably be a little fun. But now that there are all these rules and things to keep up with, it's not fun anymore. It feels like Game of Thrones where I have to have a notepad to, you know, determine what's going on because, you know, my attention span has a limit and it has been reached after the first paragraph of rules. So, you know, we don't really know the rules of this NBA cup and that is our two cents on this moving forward. But let's look at maybe some ways to bet on the NBA tonight. We do have some good matchups. We've got Lakers Heat, Bucks Nets, Clippers Knicks. Spurs, Pacers, and Pelicans, and Nuggets. Jenks, is there anything that has caught your attention in the NBA this early on? Because I think the one thing that I see from this schedule is that Victor Wembanyama is playing. I've already looked; yes. there are no player props posted just yet for nope. Spurs and Pacers, but Wemby has delivered when it comes to freak talent. We've seen him have games where he had five blocks. He's been jumping over mm-hmm. guys. And plus the shooting touch has been pretty incredible as well. He's had some high point totals in some of these games. So is there anything that you are wanting to pay attention to in the NBA right now?
0: Oh, God. I Well, I would say this. I would say that Wimby is definitely someone you would look at maybe with a player prop, but also he's become... So popular, so quick, and he's such a phenomenon Mm -hmm. that maybe you get value, maybe you don't. I was looking yesterday, and you you think about scoring and rebounding, but also he he has actually one steal in six of his seven games this season. He has at least one block in every game last season, including five last night against the Raptors. So maybe if you look hard enough, and again they're not posted yet at BMGM, you can find some sort of block prop, steals prop, and maybe find a little value there because I feel like of course you go to scoring and rebounding first, right? And probably blocks because Wimanna is eleven feet tall. But I think a steals prop is interesting <laughs> because he's had at least one steal in almost every game this season.
1: Yeah, it really depends on the line that they're giving you. Cause I know the blocks prop, at least early on in the season, was two and a half so even yeah. if he gets one block like he's not getting it for you obviously he has that high-end potential where he can go way over it and finish with five blocks but it's still not something that you can probably count on each and every night as far as spread betting goes i don't think i even want to touch any of these games just yet like i think player props are the only direction that i will be leaning in for the foreseeable mm-hmm. future just because even if a team wins a game like you're looking at some of these spreads. And, you know, I think the toughest part of betting on the NBA is the wild lead changes. I feel like we don't see this in any other sport more than the NBA. And I guess you could look at it and say, okay, this is the best sport to live bet because it is not Mm -hmm. out of the ordinary for a team to give up a 30 point lead in the NBA. Yes, it's embarrassing, but I feel like it happens all the time.
0: Oh yeah. It'll drive you crazy. The ebb and flow of an NBA game will drive you mad if you're betting on it. I guess the good thing is, it depends on how you look at it, right? If you're way behind, if you're laying the points with some favorite and they're down 20, then you're like, oh, my God. The good news is is that you got if you got a quarter and a half left, you're, it's, it's not even close to being over. So this didn't used to be the case. This is how the NBA has evolved over time. But when you have totals this high, like a good example is this. As far as at Pacers tonight, the total is 238.5. That's you know, it's a super high total, and sometimes we see higher totals. But when you have that many points scored, just naturally, there's going to be these fluctuations that you wouldn't have gotten maybe 15, 20 years ago because defense wasn't more of a premium. This is not an old man rant about playing defense in the NBA. It's just the reality of where we are, where you are going to see these massive swings. So if you're going to watch an NBA game and you're betting on either a favorite an underdog or an over-under, whatever it is, you just got to buckle up and settle in for the ride.
1: Yeah, it's not for the week of stomach. I have a specific play that I was going to run past you because it is early sure. in the year. We are still getting our feet wet when it comes to betting on the NBA, because this is one that's based on the matchup. I'm looking at the Sixers facing off with the Wizards tonight. And if you look squarely oh. at the matchup, the Wizards are among one of the worst teams when it comes to giving up assists. If you look at overall, they have given up the second most assists of any team in the NBA. And so I was looking at Tyrese Maxey for the Sixers. Obviously he had 10 assists Mm -hmm. last game, but here's where the beat writer special comes in. There have been articles after uh, the press conference with Nick nurse who said he wants Tyrese Maxey to be way more aggressive. And he says he's missing open shots that he is deferring to other players. He's passing more than I would like him to. Does this Mm -hmm. mean you should be off of his assists despite the matchup here? Or do you think at five and a half assists, Tyrese Maxey is still somebody who is going to deal some dimes here?
0: well normally that's his game but you pointed out is his game changing enough now and not game changing but what they're asking him to do certainly the talent is there he can hit that i think the question is you have to ask yourself is is he being asked to do something different in a role this season that maybe he wasn't being able or wasn't asked to do before i still like it but then i will be the first person to tell you i have not done my annual tyrese maxi deep dive that
1: i always do (laughs) that's why I was asking you from a strategy perspective this is less about me asking you like would you play this as opposed to when you see an article that kind of lays something out to where it's like hey dude can you not pass as much would you still be on assist prop because I think defensively the Wizards are not a great team they usually give up a lot of points so this also it can both things can be true He can score more points and also, also have more assists in this game, simply because the wizards are probably not going to be stopping Joel Embiid and company. And obviously his role, uh, Tyrese Maxey's role changes a little bit with uh, James Harden, not in the fold there. And I think that's where Mm -hmm. usually you can get some value when it comes to player props, when there are injuries or trades or something that will change the usage of a specific player. Uh, Let's look at uh, the rest of these games. I know you have not shown much interest in betting on the NBA, uh, but are there any other storylines that you think are worth monitoring? I guess I can throw this one out there: the Pelicans and the Nuggets. Okay, go ahead. You go first.
0: No, I was just going to say I did a a rudimentary glance and just wrote down some notes yesterday and just getting ready for the show. I will say this about the Nets and Matt put this in the chat earlier. I do like the Nets tonight at home getting five and a half just based on what they've done this season. They're a perfect 4-0 against the spread. Ben Simmons is rested, didn't play against the Celtics on Saturday. And I feel like if you're the Bucks, we've seen this early on. I mean again it's very early, they're still trying to figure out how to work Giannis and Dame in the same lineup together. So I think you're getting value on Brooklyn at home getting five and a half points so that's one of that's one of the better bets that i like tonight in the nba
1: i would think from a logic standpoint that going against some of the juggernauts in the nba early on in the year would not be a terrible play and i'm trying to see if those actually match you're looking at the bucks so far this season they're one and four against the spread so that plays true What about the Mm -hmm. Nuggets? Uh, Because maybe they're a team that doesn't have much to prove. They just won a championship. Why do they need to be covering numbers? They're four and three against the spread. But the one trend that we saw last year, the Nuggets at home, that's not when you really want to bet against them. They are three and one against the spread uh, so far this season. It is a very small sample size. But still, I think if you're betting against like the big dogs, maybe early in the season, it's the time to do it.
0: Yeah, I think so too. Now, when it comes to the Nuggets, I probably late with the Nuggets just based on not just what we saw, have seen this year, but also last year. You mentioned they were the third best record against mm-hmm. the spread at home, 3120 and one. And then also, unlike a team like the Bucks, for example, or maybe even the Lakers or Clippers, some of these bigger name teams, they they had some offseason movement where they're still sort of adjusting to how that team identity is going to take shape. I mentioned Dame and Giannis, and then you look at the Lakers, how they've retooled the Clippers now, adding James Harden. So when you look at the Nuggets, what did they do? Yeah, there's been a couple of small changes. For the most part, this is the same exact team following the same exact script, and why wouldn't they? They've lost one game this season. You mentioned how good they are at home. So unlike a lot of other of those big-name teams, they're not dealing with nearly as much turnover, which makes them easier to bet because you know what you're going to get.
1: Yeah, I was just looking to see if they had odds on the NBA cup. And if you think there's any value betting on that, because like I outlined, we're not super into it. We don't even know the rules. I just know it's Mm -hmm. very complicated, but I think this is one of the markets where you can kind of fade the big name teams. Like, do you really want to take the bucks five to one or the Celtics six to one, even though for the Celtics, it's a team that I have trouble trusting in the regular, um, postseason, maybe this is their time to shine. But I think this is where you go further down the odds board because it's a tournament that we've never had before. And I feel like it allows the most volatility of any quote unquote championship market. So maybe there's yeah. a team further down the list that's been playing well as one of those like mid-market teams, not even mid-market, but you get what I'm saying. They don't have yeah, like, yeah. the big guys on the roster that you would consider if you are betting on a regular um, post season title and NBA finals championship. So, uh, I don't think I'd take any of the favorites there, but I didn't realize this tournament goes until like December. It lasts Uh, a long time. So should we wait until at least the group stage has been played until we get to the knockout stage? Like that's all that I can basically gather from this. There are two stages. There's the group stage Mm -hmm. and the knockout stage. Should we wait at least until then?
0: I don't think we should. I think you should. I think you should wait until the knockout stage and then you can place as many NBA bets as you want for a hot second. Not that your your hosting isn't enthralling. When you were talking about the NBA cup for a second and for a second, my, my mind goes, hmm, I sure am hungry. What am I going to have for breakfast <laughs> this morning? Like the, I just do not get it. And I here's the thing. I haven't, I haven't heard a single person mention the NBA cup to me. I, I've heard someone say NBA. Hey, have you watched the NBA? What do you think about when Banyana or Yama? What do you think about college football, NFL, blah, 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 blah. Have you heard anyone just offhand say, I don't know what's going to in the NBA cup tonight. Do you? No, I don't. End of conversation. I've heard no one mention it.
1: No, I'm pretty sure most people don't know what this is called. And what do you think the NBA cup looks like? Do you think it's a physical cup? Because I'm imagining so. like, you know, like a Slurpee cup or a cup from 7-Eleven filled with like Sprite. Wasn't Sprite the NBA drink for like a long time? I always oh, think yeah. of the NBA when I think of Sprite.
0: Yes, I would like to imagine it as a just a small, just a small coffee cup. Now, should that be coffee, a coffee, <laughs> cup, that, coffee that cup that is that is, that, is, that is covered in gold? No, I just want a basic white porcelain coffee cup. And it's like, here you go. You just won the NBA cup. Get yourself a cup of Joe and get ready for the second half of the season. we got a long way to go until the title.
1: That are like one of those um, commemorative cups or like the, the souvenir cups that they charge you like $13 for. <laughs> right. Like this piece of plastic was $13? Like, yep, it's the NBA cup. <laughs> there you go. <laughs>